Hello, and welcome to another edition of After Dark with Rob and Andrew. I'm excited to be with you tonight. There's a lot we've got to cover, a lot I want to talk about. Definitely want to talk about council culture, want to talk about the military getting into a Twitter fight. Also going to talk about Senator Ron Johnson and his comments about Antifa and BLM had they went to the Capitol on January 6th. Going to talk about that. And uh, in addition to that, we have a special guest with us, Rayla Campbell. Rayla is a Republican candidate for Congress for the Massachusetts 7th District. She will be running against the ultra-liberal, troublemaker, I would say socialist, communist, bad girl, Ayanna Presley. So we definitely want to uh, delve into that. So without further ado, I'm going to open up their cameras and we're going to welcome them. First, my co-host at Small Town Andrew. How's it going, Andrew? It's going great, Rob. And our special guest tonight, Rayla Campbell. How's it going, Ms. Campbell? Me, yep. It's amazing, a beautiful and blessed Sunday that it is. Terrific, terrific. Now, you guys just want to say that this is a live recording streaming. So you might hear, you know, some little chatter in the background. And those are the young ones of uh, Rayla. So never mind it. We're going to keep on going. Okay. Absolutely. So Rayla, tell us, uh, how has it been? Uh, you ran last year unsuccessfully, unfortunately, for that position. Uh, and I've been following you on uh, social media. Some of the things you've said is that it's very expensive for one. And we've had a guest on our show before who has said the same thing. So tell us, what is it like running for Congress? Well, you know what? As a first time running for any political office, I am a Republican. I'm also a Catholic. You know, I have three mixed children and I'm as they call the unicorn here in Massachusetts. So it's very difficult. But as a conservative, when you have complete Democrats com absorbing your entire district and in control of everything, what happened to me was so disheartening and so disgraceful and just the ultimate violation of my constitutional rights, of my civic rights. And that the fact that nobody behind, uh, nobody in the party was just like, hey, we got to get behind the black conservatives who are really being violated right here in the most egregious way and form and blatantly in front of your face. And, you know, for me, it was, I was excited. I'm young. I'm going to go out and, you know, change, do something that's right for these kids that you hear over here. That, that is why I was doing this. You know, I have to stand up for my children and what I believe and how I was taught and how I was raised. So Governor Baker lowered the number of signatures required to get on the ballot to a thousand. And that was due to the COVID. And also, you know, if you couldn't go door knocking. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to collect signatures? This is my first time. I need to get 2,000. Okay, now I need to get 1,000. Then the shutdown hit. How am I going to go door to door without labeling? I'm a Republican. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to switch. It's on my cards. It's on my sign. Rayla Campbell, Republican for Congress. Going out there, I don't want to 
like ruin the brand of the Republican Party being that person that doesn't care going out knocking on doors during a pandemic. So we did the signatures. I came in late. I had two weeks to collect a thousand signatures. So of course it was very difficult. I also was in the highest district of COVID deaths. Every town, my town being the second highest. Wow. But the town that I live in, we had a huge problem in one of the nursing homes. We had 29 deaths in a single nursing home. And then Chelsea was the top of the list. And that's also in my district followed, you know, and then by Randolph in Boston. So we're in red, no complete shutdown, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. And I've got to try to go out and get signatures. So I, of course, went on, did the online. A lot of people were starting to hear me. I'm new. No, I'm never, I'm not in any political position. So they don't know me. They haven't like heard my voice before, unless you're in my town or unless you know me around the area. So a lot of people that do know me around the area, unfortunately are just outside my district. Every surrounding town is not in my district. So yeah. So my, all my friends, all my kids go to Catholic, went to Catholic school before it closed permanently after COVID and during it was, it was horrible. You know, that's all they've known. That's all they've gone to. That's where their friends are. And so everybody was from just the surrounding towns outside my district because it's so gerrymandered. So I got just below, I think I, I actually collected over 1,500 signatures online, but majority of them were out of my district. So they certified about 600 and something. So I continued as a write-in for the primary. They said that the number was lowered to 1,000. The law states that I am only required to get the number that is on what is required for the nomination process, the thousand. I got 1,200 that they certified during the primary, over the thousand. I actually had 6,000, but they threw out a bunch and they hid a bunch saying it was under votes, meaning they spelled my name wrong or they didn't oh fill in the bubble. Oh my That's gosh. voter intent. That is the requirement. And that is, so then they go, so I go to the secretary of state's office. I've got the requirement. It's a thousand. I got over that. I should be on the ballot for the November election, the general election. Oh no, 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 Miss Campbell. You have to get 2000. So therefore they violated the 14th amendment, my constitutional rights, which puts the incumbent at an advantage over me because she was only required to 1000. Now I have to get two. Mm -hmm. Violated my rights. So I a Democrat. Right. And I went and I confronted them and they said it was their opinion of the ruling, not Mm. the law of the ruling that it was only for the nomination process. Oh my. But not for the primary. <laughs> but the law states in black and white that it is what is on the nomination process is the same as the primary. Mm. So 
I need a constitutional lawyer. We have now started to get to constitutional lawyers, which have filed lawsuits throughout the other the country and other places. Massachusetts, of course, everybody's like, gross, so corrupt, not even looking at it. You guys are blue. We hate you. Like, yeah. But we're changing it. You know, it's a whole different thing. And that is where I'm at right now. But I'm still fighting. I'm not going anywhere. I've been attacked, attacked, attacked over and over again. Well, I'm glad. I won't back down. Never. Rayla, you talked about how you went door to door and got um, signatures for your campaign. Um, did you receive much support from the RNC? Did they give you a team to help you um, collect these signatures or was, were you on your own pretty much? I was on my own. I stood out every single time. I stood out at my local supermarket. I did my own standouts. They wanted me to make sure that I could to raise money first before they got behind me. They did not support any black conservatives unless they had money. Mm. I'm an everyday person. Right. I'm a hardworking American. I come from nothing and I mm -hmm. came out with a bang because I speak for all of our voices that are going, right. what the hell happened? Right. So that was, they didn't really didn't help me at all. They actually hurt me. And see, detrimentally that's, hurt yeah, me. That's the problem. That is a problem with the GOP. I'm a member of the GOP. Okay. But we have got to stop not supporting these up and coming candidates. They have got to stop being afraid to have those important conversations. We had on our show not too long ago Joe Collins, who's also black, and he said the same I love thing. Him. You've met him. He's a great guy, a great patriot. He has said the same thing. And this is the debt to our detriment, excuse me, that conservatives seem to be so afraid to go into the black neighborhoods and say, hey, we want your vote. Okay, you haven't done it before. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it is an unknown. But you need to make yourself uncomfortable. You need to get your butts out there. You need to get your butts in the community and say, hey, we are here for you. You have got to get out there and start supporting these black candidates. I don't understand. I mean, exactly. You're wasting their money, money on these other candidates that are rhinos that aren't mm -hmm. going to support the cause. They're just going to get there for show and then get us nowhere. Whereas you, Rayla, you're out there front and center, like you said, at the supermarket, you're from humble beings. You're out there trying to make a difference. And what does the GOP do? Well, we wanna wait and see how much money she raised. Are you serious? And you I mean, know what they know. did? The worst part was I started to prove myself. I t started to show what I could do. I raised 60, thousand dollars just just wow. below sixty thousand dollars in six months wow. that in my district is not possible without the help of them and they actually i paid them to do robocalls and to help me and they sent a robocall out nationally the day two days before to write in my name what is that going to do nationally right. i need right. it in my district yeah. and the same thing happened so three different times we did robocalls i got one i'm a registered republican i should have gotten every single call i should have gotten the text messages i didn't i paid for those too i didn't get and enough of response as i did going to the rallies i did over a hundred rallies 
throughout the state of Massachusetts mm. and New Hampshire. I went to everything. I People asked me to come. I went. People that were in and out of my district, they all came to support me. Nationally, I got a lot of support because I did a lot of podcasts like I'm doing with you outside the state. But when it came to what the they were supposed to do for me in the state, they failed to do that, but they wanted my money for it. You see that? I have shut down my wallet. They're not getting anything else from me because I don't see what they're doing for we the people. Right. President Trump has created his own CPAC. I will give to that. But as far as the RNC with Ronna McDaniel, did she ever call you? Did she ever say, hey, what do you need, Rayla? What is she doing? She didn't help any of us. There were 30 of us in Paris Denard put us all out there and a huge picture on a tweet. And that was, I was like over the, oh my God, I got three tweets. Like I was so excited. I don't do Twitter, but I saw that it was a huge thing. People like, do you know who that is? That big, big, big. He put us all out there. None of us got any help from the RNC or our local GOP. None of us. We got individual little RTCs within our state, but not the help that we were supposed to hold. Apparently, we were supposed to get $5,000, everybody, from as a congressional candidate, mm -hmm. from the RNC in your state, and $1,000 from your local GOP, I got five hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and that was from Ron mm -hmm. Kaufman. Was like, oh, I'm I'm so strapped for cash. I'm helping everybody everywhere. This is the max that we can give, and I was just like, really, unacceptable, unacceptable. I mean, this this has got to stop, and we have said this before on our show. Uh, the co-founder of the Tea Party, Michael Johns, has said the same thing, is that we the people, we have got to take back the party. It is a party for the working people. We have too many big heads that are there doing absolutely nothing, but just collecting money and then going on these excursions, having these huge uh, Republican conventions and do absolutely nothing. Where the heck is Rona McDaniels? Rona, you should appear on this show after dark. I want you here. And I need for you to tell me what you're doing to support candidates like Rayla Campbell and others, Joe Collins. What are you doing? I mean, this is unacceptable. I remember the young lady, in, uh, she was in uh, Baltimore. Kim Clayson. Yep. I mean, what were they for her? She had to put together a video. I mean, had they got behind her and supported her, she would be on the hill right now, along with you. Still not. But they don't do it. Still not. Nothing. It, it makes no sense. They don't do it. They're reported, they're, they support these rhinos, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, well, because, you know, they have deep pockets anyway. Let them fund their own campaign. Look at the candidates that don't have that support. Look at the candidates that don't have the money. They're the ones that are in the thick of it. They're the ones that people are looking at. They're the ones that are listening to people because they can identify with their issues. They can identify with their day-to-day -day lives. Not the Mitt Romney's, who's a multimillionaire who has an, a private elevator for his Cadillac. Not Ben Sass, who sits there and socks and you know shucks and everything else these are the people we don't need in the party we need regular everyday people like Rayla, like kim and like joel and not just because they're black but because they're out there representing the people 
And then we can say because they're black, because we need to be more inclusive. We need to bring in more people into the party. Look at how many black men voted for Donald Trump, Hispanic men. People are waking up, but we need for the party to wake up also and support these candidates. And lead Andrew, by example. Exactly, lead by example, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Rayla, what were some of your plans on um, things you could do for the uh, inner city there in Massachusetts and Boston in particular if you were to uh, beat Ayanna Presley and get in? Well, let's start with what I'm doing now. So every week with the Massachusetts Military Support Foundation, they donate food to us in a refrigerated truck. And I give out that food every Sunday. Every single Sunday, we have a thousand and eight boxes, 35 pound boxes of food with fresh milk. This is non like this is stuff that people need fresh milk, cheese, fruits, vegetables, and meat. And I give that, I'm out there every day on the Sunday. I'm out there and I've been doing it throughout the whole community. I've set up Somerville. I'm working on Mattapan and I'm also going to be doing Dorchester and also outside my community, which is Brockton and Holyoke because we know the Soldiers Field home out there and what happened during COVID out there. So what I'm doing is I'm showing that we need to get out there and feed these Americans, help our people that are struggling. And I also want to focus on trades and on the school system. Why is it that they don't want to put our children back into school? Why is it that they're taking honors classes away from children that are excelling because a certain group doesn't have as many in there? So you should be striving to get those kids up to those standards. Why is it that we took libraries, arts, music, all of the trades out of our public schools. How are we giving these children the tools to go out and to get a job and to do something for this country? Do you know that in Massachusetts, they are required in the trades to hire 25% minorities that live in the community and they cannot do that. Why is that? Because we don't have the children with the skills because they took that out. Mm. I want to bring trades back. I'm a uh, big, I big, like Yes, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not just about school choice. I love school choice too, but bring those trade schools back. Why don't we have a trade school in every single town? Why aren't we empowering our students to build, to learn, to engineer here, especially do it right here. Instead, we're hitting them with critical race theory and you uh, know. <laughs> exactly. oh gosh no but no, you just said i like that you know pushing for that to bring back the trade and vocational schools and education you know, skills that, right? and education right we need that because everyone isn't cut out for college college isn't for everyone and what we see right now even when you go to college the education that you're getting this crazy stuff the socialist agenda I mean, I wouldn't want my kid to be a part of that. No. So yes, I, I mean, I like that. That That is a great start. I mean, other than the fact that just defeating Presley to me would be just a top priority, that in itself would be a, something that we welcome. But what else are you doing right now that you think that you would bring to the table if, you, if we're able to successfully defeat you know what? I'm really getting out there for all the voices of everybody. People are done, okay. especially in Massachusetts, with this pitting every race against everybody. 
You know, yeah. we've been there. We've done that. We've completely integrated, especially in this state. Massachusetts is where freedom was born. It's where it all began. So right. we know, and to now have everybody kind of be pitting against each other, I'm going into the communities and I'm talking about the situations. And you know what I'm finding out what the problems are? We don't have any jobs. We have a drug problem. We need hospitals. So that's what I'm advocating for. Jobs. Get opening up the state hospitals, our education of our children, being there for the people. We are struggling. We do so much for other countries. We've built so yeah. many other countries. Why aren't we looking at what's happening right here in our home? I mean, we have a huge drug problem, huge, enormous drug problem with the op the epidemic. I mean, it's bad here in Massachusetts and we really need to address that and to actually open up the hospitals, get people in treatment. Two weeks is not long enough. Two, you right. need a one year program. And then also bringing innovation back to where we used to do everything here. You know, right. so that's what I'm I'm out there. We have a lot of businesses that want to get up and that want to start and under Trump, we had opportunity opportunity zones, huge, yep. huge opportunity zones. People were thriving around here, and now we're depleted. And you're looking at what the new administration is doing, and it is hurting Massachusetts. We're a tourist country, and we could not have anything done last year. The Cape Ooh. is depleted. We have a Ooh. MS-13 problem in Hyannis and down Ooh. on the Cape. That now is all from the shutdown because we don't have people coming in because our businesses aren't thriving like they used to be because our taxes are going. They gave themselves a 6.875% raise while we're all locked out of our homes and trapped, not being able to thrive. And they're releasing prisoners into the streets because of yep. COVID. And right. instead of masking them up, you know, they are giving themselves a raise while we're struggling. These are things that I want to fight up against. These are things that I'm going to force them to look at. This is what's happening. Do you want to change? Do you want a difference? It's up to you. It's our time. It's our voices. I don't want to pay any more high taxes. My gas is going through the roof. How do yeah. you feel about it? Like... These are what people really feel like. This is your, your spot on as opposed mm -hmm. to going there and trying to decide whether or not a man should be called a man or a she-man. I mean, these are ridiculous things. We don't have time to be playing games like that. Okay, if we're gonna follow the science, we have two genders, male and female, yes. okay? As opposed to some group who's going there more concerned about Mexico, concerned about us funding sex classes in Pakistan. It's like, oh. are you serious? Yeah, I know. We need every other country, they're concerned of their country. But when it comes mm -hmm. to America, we can't. And like you said, the whole institution of the family, which is broken down. We've got to look at this. We have got to pull ourselves together. And we have got to push candidates out there that share our common goals, that talk our talk, as opposed to these individuals that are out there focusing on everything else with the exception of America.
Exactly. Ask the American people if they were in favor of supporting a bailout of $50 million to of your taxpayer money for Planned Parenthood. Hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, in the bill. It was in the like, bill. Unbelievable. Yeah. Every, and, and not only that, with everything being shut down, the abortion clinics, oh, they were up and they were operational. Are you serious? Like you couldn't get your cancer treatments. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to stay inside. Yeah. That's you, not a priority. Up. You know, that was, uh, I, I for me, the number of people that died of COVID or with COVID, they won't tell us. But how about the number of people that died of heart attacks, strokes, yeah. cancer diagnosis, the yep. problem that they have now created that is going to now go on for so much longer. We can't recover from what they did. And people are now afraid to go to the doctor because yeah. if I don't go wearing a mask, I'm going to get sick. Whereas mm -hmm. before, if you walked into the doctor's office, please put a mask on. If you're having symptoms, if you're sick, right? You don't wear a mask unless you're sick. Right. So it's like, it, so so disheartening to see that people are so afraid to even, I have people, if we're not wearing a mask, walk so 20, 35 feet around us. And you're looking at them like, I'm outside. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's sunny. Like, what are right. you afraid of? Mm -hmm. We have these things called immune systems and they're mm -hmm. really, really strong. And right. I've let my kids play all summer long. They were out, out, out. I, they made dirt look clean. Because that's when they would come in. And, you right. know, we didn't have as much as... I did over 100 rallies and didn't have as much as a sniffle. Mm -hmm. Hugging, shaking hands. We weren't wearing masks. You know, it was like, stop with the fear. Because mm -hmm. you're not giving us the true facts. You flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop. And we know that this is a virus. But then when it comes out that it's been around longer, then they're saying, oh, wear two masks. And even right. if you get your shots... Still wear your mask and still yeah, yeah. six feet. It's but all about control. It's about it's, about it's a brainwash. Yeah. It, someone just said that it brainwashed, but yeah. it and, and it is because no matter what you change, anytime you change the channel to a different news channel, it's repetitive. It's the same yeah. language. It's the same verbiage. It's over and over and over again. And people who only have basic cable and they don't uh, can't afford anything else where they can get that other outlet, they're getting that over and over. And every yeah. single day when you mm -hmm. turn on the TV, Corona, here's the weather. Corona, here's the weather. And maybe a little traffic, because there's none. But it's Corona, Corona, Corona. Stay inside. Even the commercials. Don't mm -hmm. go with somebody who's not in your house. Stay six feet away from anybody who doesn't live in your household. It's like, no, enough. How are we going to be able to socialize? How are, What are we doing to our children? Right. Well, like you said, even in your own household, if you don't know where that person has been, Stay away from them. You can't hug. Our children are going without hugs. They're going without that human touch. And they're doing it across the board, different families. You can't hug this person. You can't hug that person. That makes us cold. It makes us mean. And then they start to siphon away at our freedom. And for what? So that they can be in control. This is the beginning of socialism. It is. Folks, you need to wake up and look. If you think that we're just talking, no, this is the God-given truth. 
this is the beginning of socialism and this is what they want because once they make you cold and make you dependent upon them, you will give away freedoms that you never thought you would have given away. You will wake up one day and then you'll say, wow, I didn't believe I used to do that. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And why? Because they have taken it away. Rayla, you have got to keep going. We need you. And what they did to you was completely against your constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage all of our listeners and our viewers to support Rayla's campaign. I have it here. Look at it, it's on the screen. Support her, not just going out knocking on doors, but it takes money to run. And we know right now, the Republican Party under Ronna McDaniels, she's focusing on the rhinos that she wants to get back in there so that they can sit down and say, oh, well, we tried and we tried to do this. No, you didn't try. We need to get them out. We need to put in candidates that share our view and that are willing to support us and the working class party. I submit to you, Rayla Campbell, Republican Congress from Massachusetts, 7th District. Thank you so much. This has been such an honor and people can go onto my website. It's RaylaForCongress.com. They can definitely donate up there. Same thing you say up there, just RaylaForCongress.com. They can see the link on my Facebook play page. Please like and follow. We need all the support that we can get. I am not going anywhere. I am fighting hard and we got to make sure that yes, because I know exactly what the Republican Party is doing here in Massachusetts. I've been informed. I know what they're doing. I know who they're not. They didn't even know how to run candidates last year. I mean, we're, it's, we're tired. We're done of being the party of losers. We're the yep. only state that lost seats. Mm. That's not mm. going to happen any longer. Uh, there's no way that it should have happened. And I know that there was cheating in the Dominion voters' machines and stuff, but there also oh, yeah. wasn't the strength. We right. need to lead by strength. They need to start opening their eyes to the diversity that is becoming the Republican Party. Because, uh, again, they were screaming, orange man, orange man, orange man, bad. Then yep. orange people, bad. But wait yep. a second. I thought orange was the new black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, it's we just got to bring it back, fight fire with fire, but also we won't back down. We we're won't not back down. down. You're not going to scare us. Two can play at that game, and we're just going to come at you harder and just show your hypocrisy. Because have you asked us Black Americans how we actually feel, or are you portraying your feelings of how you feel and making us trying to fall in like, oh, we're so submissive to everything? No, no, no. We can do it ourselves. We can lift up ourselves. It's about family. It's about strength. It's about community. It's not about the color of your skin. It's about the red, white, and blue. Absolutely. Red, white, and blue. Without a doubt. And that's what we need to do. We need to get behind these candidates and support them. Because if we Absolutely. don't, if we don't, look at what's happening now. I mean, every time you turn on the TV, it's about racism, 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 and then more racism. I have heard that word so many times 
I am sick of it. Everyone is a racist. Every action is about racism. Every conservative is a racist. It's like, when does it stop? When do we just say, hey, let's just stop talking about it and let's just be people? The country isn't perfect. But this idea and this concept of racism, 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 it's like, give it a break. If anything, we could say that the left are racist because of the way they treat black conservatives. Look at how they treat Tim Scott, Joy Reid, Don Lemon, going on this crazy rampage against the man, calling him patina, a, a, an Uncle Tom, a token. I'm like, are you and on TV? I'm like, and what is his sin? because he doesn't share their political view. Look at Clarence Thomas, Amazon, refusing to have a show, a video, a biopic about the man, shutting down any books about it. And why? He's black. Why would we allow that to happen? Look at the Museum of National uh, African History, Clarence Thomas. They don't even mention him in it, but they will mention Nene Leakes. Have we lost our priorities? You mentioned Oprah Winfrey, who's one, to my opinion, mm. one of the biggest race baiters out there, and she's a billionaire, but she's oppressed. Oh, her and Megan, that was great. <laughs> like, They're oh my all God. Oppressed women. That was, it was the most disgusting display, and she's in her, like, garden. Like, mm -hmm. it's so yeah. terrible being me. You all <laughs> must know. I mean, the racism. I'm the whitest black chick you've ever seen, but... <laughs> yeah. My kid, before he was even born, I was worried about the color with the redhead that I got married to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. And now you have all these people trying to defend her. And you know, I heard or read just today that she's considering running for the president of the United States. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't make, you can't make this stuff up. You know, <coughs> and knowing how the Democrats are, they will take it seriously and they will try to run her. And if you don't support her, of course, you are a racist. A racist. And you don't like black women. It's like, are you serious? Are you serious? I mean, <laughs> what, what has happened to this country? What, what do you think has happened, Rayla? How have we gotten so... That everything is about racism. Well, it's not that we have gotten so. We've mm -hmm. all been moving along, doing our thing, like we're supposed to be doing, living our lives, taking care of our kids, involved in sports. But we let that minute few who was yep. crazy yep. to completely come in and take over and yep. say, oh no, everybody's got to win a trophy, everybody's mm -hmm. a winner. You can't, that offends me. So therefore it offends everybody. Yep. Instead of everybody was kind of just like, eh, whatever, that's just a weirdo. We didn't really pay attention to what was happening. And now it's like, bam, right in your face. But it's yep. been building up. I've been speaking about it since I first had my oldest who just turned 11 in January. Mm -hmm. I've been mm -hmm. like, oh, this isn't how I grew up. This is weird. This is right. You know, I didn't learn that. And when my daughter, my middle one, went into kindergarten, when she came home to me, and this is when I pulled them out of public school, only two years in public school, it was like, okay, the first year with my oldest and okay, the second year. Then when I get the little one in there, 
She's like, oh, mom, we learned about Martin Luther King today. I was like, great. I'm going to have the I have a dream speech. It's going to be so cute. And I said, what'd you learn? She said, he was killed by a white man. Jaw <laughs> dropped. I, dude, I was, the next day I was in yeah. the principal's office. I swear right. my head off. I said, get the superintendent in here. I don't right. give a, like, I was just all, had the superintendent, the town, all, right. all the big people in there. Right. And I was so upset that I made myself sick. I was like, hold on, I'm going to puke. Ran out. So it was like, but. Yep. He he actually um, left the position like two weeks after that meeting, the superintendent. Uh-huh. I ripped them a new one. I was like, right. what is going on? Then I found out that every single elementary school in my town has a different curriculum. Right. So we only, we have one middle school, one high school, but we have four elementary schools. Uh-huh. So they're all learning different stuff. And I couldn't believe, I was like, wait, what is going on here? And what they were teaching them. Pulled her out, was like, I'm done. And the school lost a lot of people after that. 120 people left. They were just like, even though they didn't come with me to the meeting, they did what they should have done afterwards. So I'll forgive them for not coming and standing Mm -hmm. with me, but I still took it. But, you know, it was like, that was the point where I was like, I got to get more involved. Is this happening every day? And then I sure I got involved in what was going on in my town. You know, I mean, town. I got shut off on my mic on the Mm -hmm. town meetings. Really, time's up. I was like, that's not three minutes. You know, it was. It was just like, okay, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. And anytime I would speak up for what all of the voices, and a lot of the time, I was like. There's a problem going on. My kids are very light. They pass as white all the time. They are mixed. But there was just a complete, like, they treat kids differently. And they were catering to a certain group. It was like the paper bag test comeback mm. on right. the kids. Well, that's and some, I was like, well, something that's not happening. Right. Something that you said that I think that stands out is that your kids coming home talking about Martin Luther King, the thing they learned is that he was killed by, by a white man. And I would venture to say that is probably what's being taught all over. Yeah, they're teaching about Martin Luther King, but more so that he was killed by a white yeah. man, as opposed to his vision, the content of character. Because if they're able to get people to think that he was a great man, but he was killed by, you know, <clears throat> But not even that man. at that age. I mean, she was, my, my niece, who is 25 now, when she came Mm -hmm. home in preschool and in kindergarten, she could recite the speech because they had taught it to them like that verbatim. I was like, Mm -hmm. what is happening here? Like that was, we were all like, do you know, do you know, by I don't remember it by heart. It was, you know, they're starting them young. They start they start indoctrinating them at a very young age. And that is the reason why we have so many kids now, generation C or G or whatever they call themselves, that are so confused about racism and they're offended by everything. That's what's happening. Look at the kids that are in college. They are the product of this indoctrination that took place two decades ago. 
While people looked the other way, the schools were indoctrinating all of this craziness into these kids' minds, telling them, oh, you can be girl or boy. Oh, you can wait until you're 16, decide your gender. No, you cannot. I mean, follow the science. So a lot of the stuff that we're hearing was the product of what schools were pumping into our kids. Now, I want our kids to get back to school ASAP, but in a way, it's almost a secret blessing that a lot of these kids are home so that parents can instill in them their core values so that when they do get to school and they can push back and say, no, my mommy and daddy, they didn't tell me that. And what you're telling me is wrong. Telling little boys you can be a princess. It's like, are you serious? It's like, that's not what I want my kid to be learning in school. I want them to learn the basics, the ABCs and the one, two, threes. Right. Exactly. And they're struggling to get them to learn that. So like you said, you you're going, you get to Congress and you're going to tell them, hey, no, we're not doing this. This is not what it's about. We need to focus on what's important because if we don't, our country will fall behind all of the other countries, especially China. China is looking at this and they are laughing. The United States is trying to have some weird science, some weird scientific experiment. And that's what it is, an experiment on our kids and in society, whereas we need to focus on what really counts. Just the other day, uh, the U.S. military was having a tip for tap with Tucker Carlson. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys should be focusing on the safety of our country and fighting wars. And Not women, they, yeah, women, wait. pregnant women in battle. I was like, what? Let me get my AK with my big giant eight freaking month pregnant belly out. No. This is, it's, Rayla, it's absurd, you know, and I was thinking, and I heard Trey Gowdy, who was a representative from South Carolina, he penned a piece and he said, you know, of all of the different organizations that we have, the U.S. military is discriminate. They don't let just anyone come in. And I stopped and I thought about it. I'm like, you know, that is so true. If you have a heart problem, you have high blood pressure, any of these preconditioning exist conditions, you can't get into the military. It's about strong men and women who can fight, who can go in. We're not running some type of rehabilitation center there. But of course, the left has this thinking this. And this guy that uh, Biden has chosen to be the Secretary of Defense, um, the man whose Bi name Biden can't remember, that's his whole agenda is to run some type of social program. I'm like, are you guys serious? We're talking about the military. And what is China doing? Who, who are now saying that they have the largest military, they're laughing at us. And rightfully so. Because we're sitting there trying to decide, oh, well, let this guy come in. He can have a sex change and let this girl come in and she can do this. And we can't have, we can only do about 20 push-ups. No, 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 we don't need wimps. No, we need strength. And that's what the military is the about. Military. We need strong, strong men and women Absolutely. who can go Absolutely. out there. And that's, they make us look weak when they're like talking about like pregnant women in the military. Has that ever <laughs> ever come up ever has there ever been a woman that's like i'm gonna go out i'm gonna i'm gonna be a sniper with my baby in my belt like right. no yeah. it doesn't i'm gonna go on the front lines 
while pregnant. No, you know, where the nurses were at back, we're holding the factories down, we're building up the country because we are pregnant. And, you know, we know that we're raising the next generation of strong men that are going to go out there and fight for our country and to be strong like this guy. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we need strong Americans like him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Andrew, did you have any comments? Um, No, I just absolutely agree with you, too, about the military, just this um change where people can get their sex changed while in the military it's a complete disgrace and a waste of taxpayer money a complete 100 why, why are we paying for that right why are we paying for it if you want that get that done on your own time it's an elective but even in prison you have prisoners who are going in saying oh well you know i want to change this and i want it's like stop it this has to stop them it's just the madness from the left yeah, you can change whatever you want. You committed a crime. You're in jail. I'm not paying for you to get a sex change. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't even be paying for your ass to be in jail because you right. committed a crime. <laughs> and you should already be paying for said crime, whether it be death row or whatever it is. Like, uh-uh. That's why you're in jail. It's the no. madness exactly. of the left. The madness. They have these warped ideas, and then they want to push them off on us. And then if we don't accept them, the first thing they'll do, if you're white, you're a racist. If you're black, you're an Uncle Tom. They always have these words to describe people that they don't agree with in order to shut down the conversation, which is extremely sad. And they should be called out on it. And as I said earlier on <clears throat> when I opened up, is that conservatives have got to start having those uncomfortable conversations. They have got to start pushing back. Andrew and I, we have these conversations sometimes offline when we first started working together. I think we did a piece about me being a black conservative. What are your thoughts on it? How do you feel? And just the other day, we had a conversation about what a white man, how do they feel that they're always being canceled or being attacked? Mm-hmm. Anything that they say. Conservatives have got to start, they have got to get out there and have these conversations. If this is a conversation that the left wants to have, then we have got to push back and we have got to jump in there and we've got to have the conversations because the more we cower to them and not talk about these things, they are getting the upper hand. So it might be uncomfortable, but we have got to have the conversations. We have got to bring the fight to them because that is their weapon of choice. And that's how they're able to shut us down. And then what do we do? We offer up an apology. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And then we want to fade away. It's one of the things that I admired about Donald Trump. He pushed back at every angle. He constantly pushed back. And people, well, you know, he's a, okay, well, he's a racist, but you go and listen to rap music before he came to office and they were all rapping about him saying they want to be like Donald Trump. But the moment he took office and he started changing things, what did the left do? Oh no, black people, he's a racist. You don't want you don't want to like him. White people, white women. He doesn't like he doesn't like women. He misused women. So you don't want to like him. Whereas if you look at their party, look at Joe Biden. Look at look the at Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. But Joe Biden said just recently, <sighs> look, look at TV. Look at uh every time you turn around, you see an Asian, you see an Indian, Indian at 7-Eleven, you see mixed couples. Look at him, look at how he abused Tara Reid, sexually assaulted Tara Reid. Oh, I don't remember. Of course you don't remember because you're senile. Or how about the fact that we're too stupid to understand how to log into this internet thing we're on right now? 
Bingo. And sign up to get a COVID vaccination. No, we're not signing up because we don't want it. Oh, yep. I forgot about that. That we're too dumb. Black people, they can't do. I mean, the, the comments that he has made and the things he has said, but the left will defend. Oh, well, you know, he this, he that. No. The man said what he meant and he meant what he said. And then, lo and behold, you look at, you were mentioning earlier on, you said the nursing homes. 15,000 people. He would come on TV every day with his missives. Well, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing, and women, oh, we love him. Oh, he's a stud. Oh, he's a this. Little did they know, he's a maniac. His own wife, ex-wife, Carrie Kennedy Cuomo said that she had to spend the night in the bathroom to get away from him and his violent behavior. She said this just the other day. Of course, the media isn't going to talk about it. CNN, Brian Stepler, he claims that, oh, we're talking about Cuomo all the time. No, you're not. You're covering for him. This guy is an animal. He's a vicious predator. Guess what he did with these women? It should be investigated. And we should get to the truth. But according to the Democrats, they should be believed. And we should listen to them. We should believe them. That's Maisie Haruno. We should believe them. Kamala Harris. We should believe them. I believe them. She even said that she believed the woman who accused Biden of sexually assaulting her. Okay, well, if you believed him, why are you on the ticket as its vice president. Why is there a double standard? Back to Cuomo. The women, seven women have come forward so far and said that he sexually harassed or assaulted them. That's bad, but equally bad. And the reason why he should be kicked out of office is because of the 15,000 elderly people who lost their lives. That is a criminal act. He should be charged. He should be sent to prison. So what will the media do? They will cover for him. They won't talk about it. They'll talk about it sparingly because they know that if people really thought about it and started to think about it, they could say, wait a minute, this was premeditated. His actions were premeditated. He should be charged criminally and he should go to jail, but they won't because he's one of theirs. I would employ all people to look at this, wake up, especially follow black the people. money. Yes, follow the money, especially black people, because I'm sure that you lost a lot of your loved ones in those nursing homes because of Governor Cuomo. They're saying that Governor Gretchen Whitmer has probably done the same thing in Michigan. And so the same thing here. In Boston with Governor Baker, who is the ultimate right. He's a straight Democrat. Let's not even call him a rhino. Yep. But you see he, that? Same thing in the nursing homes here. Horrible numbers where most of the deaths happened. And now he's blaming everybody else. It wasn't his fault. And he's crying. Yeah. Oh, boo -hoo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, you are responsible for this. They knew my, and this whole, this kind of touches me deeply because I grew up, my mom working in a nursing home, double mm. shift. Mm -hmm. And I remember her having to take me when my sisters were doing activities, after school things, whatever. And she had to bring me to work. Nobody could watch me. I was the younger one. So 
we would go in and the PPE that they had back then was so, and there were certain areas I couldn't go to. I was always like in the play area, in the area, in the rec center, helping them or playing bingo with them or watching soap operas. So, you know, it was like, but they were, they were so strict and so on top of everybody and the love and the care that all of these women gave those people in those homes because they were almost like their own family, but it was so strict. You couldn't get in without a badge. You had to have the prop. Like my mom would sometimes have to shower in there after certain patients. You got to shower. You got to shower before you go in. You got to shower after you come out. You got to, you know, you got to be, and they had that all there. So what happened? What happened? Why did that care stop? Why did the equipment not get to them? Why were these people put at risk knowing that they're locked in a facility? Why would right. you bring sick people, put sick people into a place where that goes right through the air and you know that it's viral? You know that it's airborne. You know how it's actually affecting people because you've seen it. So unless you want to get rid of people when you're actually supposed to be helping them, those are the people that we need to be protecting first. Same thing with the shots. Why are we throwing away vaccinations? Why didn't we give them first to the nursing homes, to the hospital, to the primary care physicians mm -hmm. so that people could get it right away? Instead, we set up these mass vaccination sites that nobody can get to and it goes to waste. Right. Why? And yet they want to blame everybody else. This is your responsibility. And this is what the governors are supposed to be doing. Because if everybody actually realizes what's going on, the governors have all the control. And they are responsible for how the when the federal stuff comes in, how it gets out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There's a difference between having character and being a character. And uh, Cuomo might be charismatic. He might speak well, but he definitely lacks morals and character. And we've seen that with this nursing home scandal and definitely with these uh, sexual assault allegations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't care for the guy at all. I mean, and as he said, he's not going to resign. He's going to stay right there. They'll have to impeach him. He's going to put the taxpayers. He's going to put the state through all of that because of his pride, his pride, his arrogance of knowing more than us and his poor daughters. I think he has like three daughters that are having to endure all of this. Now, I'm sure, I'm glad his wife came out and spoke out and said, hey, what she had to endure. Now, I'm sure that his girlfriend, whom he was dating for almost, I think about 10 years, I can't think of her name right now, she probably has stories to tell about the guy also. The guy is an egotistical bore and a bully, but he will stay right there. Why? Because Democrats protect their own. They protect their own Kamala Harris. She's yet to say anything. And she's supposed to be the top chick, vice president, looking out for women's rights. She and Elizabeth Warren, but they're quiet as mice. They won't say anything. They don't want to push the button. This is how they operate. So I hope Republicans are taking note of this because we're so quick to push one another under the proverbial bus. The moment that bus starts moving, 
hey, let's push a couple Republicans out there. We've got to stop this. We've got to start standing together. Now, I'm not saying to stand for what's wrong. If a person is wrong, yes, they should be called out. But we need proof, and everyone is entitled to their day in court, just like Andrew Cuomo. But if we play by the Democrats' book, he needs to be kicked out on his keister. We need to kick him out, plain and simple. I mean, let's just be honest here. I mean, these guys will try to hold on to power and drag everyone down with them. He should it kind of makes you out. think about, you know, the all of the everything that's happening. Why do we have such a problem with sex trafficking in this country? <laughs> Look at the border now. Why are yeah. all these children the border? Being, yeah. And you know, it's you're looking at it and they want to deny, 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 deny that it's happening. And then these stories come out and you're going, yeah. wait a second. It is time. It really is time for America to wake up. I have met too many mothers and fathers who have children that have gone, have been trafficked, have come back, and have committed suicide, or they're just damaged and they're drugged and they're out on the streets and they don't know if they're going to see them or not again. These are problems that we need to be focusing on as American people. That wall needs to be secured. We should have never have stopped building the wall. Did you see the open area where they rushed right in? Mm -hmm. And it was, and this is again now, but before mm -hmm. under, under Trump, oh my God, it's the worst. Oh, but now it's, there's not a problem. Right. I don't see anything. It's, it's a, it's a it's, it, what do they call it? It's a challenge. It's not a crisis. It's a challenge. No, it's don't a freaking challenge. crisis. Okay, and you have kids in cages. Now, oh no, they're in comfort places and we have them there. Okay, so why are their kids being schooled and our kids can't be schooled? Why are their kids receiving a hot meal and our kids can't go to school and receive a hot meal? Can't you folks see the difference? It's like, think, look, look at the difference here. Whereas the citizens who are paying taxes, they could care less. Who cares about them? Keep them in the teachers union, no, keep them in. Now they have all this money they can sit on this war Make chest. Make you feel guilty. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Guilt. They love guilt. You're guilty for being white. You're guilty for waking up. You're guilty for not liking people who say that they're uh, they're not humans or cats. You're, you're guilty for everything. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. You're guilty for feeling, for being guilty. And then you're <laughs> even guilty. I mean, when, when, I'm serious. When does it stop? When does it stop? We need a border wall. If you're going to put a border around the Capitol, why can't we have one on the southern border? You talk about insurrection. That's the insurrection right there. And you have people, I mean, it makes me so, insurrection, January 6th, insurrection. That is, that Stay inside not an the lines. Stay inside <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, are you serious? An insurrection is what's taking place in Oregon right now. Mm -hmm. And now the governor of Oregon, what is he saying? Oh, I want to refund the police because things have gotten out of control. Oh, really? Too late. It's like only now you're realizing that things are going to get out of control. You have St. Louis saying the same thing. Oh, we want to refund the police. Folks in Minneapolis, we want to refund the police because these people, they're getting out of control. They were out of control the spring and summer of 2020. That was your insurrection when they were burning down police stations with police inside, when they were turning over police cars, when they were damaging 
public buildings, state when they and burned federal. the Virgin Mary statue. Bingo. That was your insurrection. Okay. These people were out to kill and they said they wanted to kill. They said police officers from like bacon. That was your insurrection. What happened on January 6th was we didn't like it, but it was far from an insurrection. And dare I say her name, Ashley Babbitt, a white Ashley woman Babbitt. killed unarmed by a policeman, a Capitol policeman who was black. I don't think I can ever get that vision out of my head. Oh, that well, and uh, David and, Dorn, and same, David those Dorn. two. And, and why aren't we marching? Why aren't they outside marching? Did it their lives matter? Because guess not. why? Because Republicans, if we did, we'd be shot and killed again. Bingo. Mm -hmm. That's why. And That's then we would, why. Form, we would be forming an insurrection. It's yep. an insurrection. Whereas but we carry. We yeah. had weapons, but we yeah. didn't do anything. Exactly. They shot at, you know, it was just, that's the thing is Republicans are like, whoa, hold on. And you have these radical young kids that go out there because they're indoctrinated and they're told if they scare, they're, if they scare and they yell loud enough and they get in their face and they throw stuff at people, they're just going to be afraid and they're going to go away. Well, now when people are like, these are just little kids, we're mm -hmm. going to stand up and it's time to put these little kids in their place yeah. and hold yep. these parents accountable yep. for their yep. actions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're causing so much havoc on the land. And then the stimulus package was is designed to help a lot of these blue states out whereby they have allowed Antifa and BLM to run wildly, destroy things. So now we have to, with our taxpayer dollars, fund this and clean it all up. But how are your streets? Horrible. <laughs> how many Horrible. potholes are, yeah. How much Horrible. trash is around? How are yeah. all the buildings? How is the economy? Bingo. Horrible. They don't Horrible. care about that. They care about votes. And that is the reason why these kids continue to do it. They continue to do it and act out the way they are because they know what's going to happen. What is the worst case scenario? They'll book me, but then they'll let me out on the street. Look at the folks from January 6th. A lot of them are still in jail. Why? Why are they in jail? Are you going to charge them? If you're not going to charge them, let them out. But the folks from the summer, spring and summer of 2020, that burned down buildings, police stations, turned over cop cars, and we saw them on camera. You don't have to go, oh, we're looking for them. There's a picture of them. We see them, and they're giving their names. They're all free, waiting for the next rally, waiting for the next protest, the next riot, to do the exact same thing over and over again. It makes sense. What happened on January good, but it wasn't an insurrection. As the senator said, it was not an insurrection. You want to know what insurrection was? You Go want to know it. what an attack? You want to know what they did? How about the attack and what happened to me and my family at the first DC rally? Bingo. Where they tried to take my baby in a stroller to get between my kids to assault me and my husband and our family at 2.30 in the afternoon, leaving a beautiful rally as we were at the state house, I mean that the the Capitol building, it was gorgeous, it was amazing. We left early. 
Kids were tired, were hungry, wanted to check out Washington, D.C., and we got attacked on BLM Boulevard by Antifa, BLM, and Biden supporters. My beautiful babies are traumatized from that. My oldest does not want to go back to Washington, D.C. ever, mm. ever. My For weeks after, they were like, I'm carrying around a bat. We're going to get attacked. They were afraid because wow. they were Trump supporters, because we are conservatives, because we are Catholic, because we're mixed. And they had seen all of the hate that mommy has been getting all throughout the entire year. I've been called melanin adjacent. I've been spit at. I've had stuff thrown at me, bottles, who knows other stuff. I've had a security team assaulted. I've had them eating blood, hearts, ripping them in, like pouring blood all over them, doing satanic cults against me in the streets. Normal, completely normal. And this see, is like, I yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Because they no. won't say anything about it. They won't come to your defense because you are a conservative. Now, if you were a Democrat, oh, they'd be right. out there marching and, oh, they're attacking her because she's a black woman. Oh, they're doing this. Oh, she's doing this defenseless. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But because you're a conservative, quiet as it's kept, they won't report on it. But we did. We at MAGAmedia.org, we did. I have the story up right now when you were attacked. But because yeah. you're a conservative, they won't say anything but i thought all life, i thought black lives matter what about your life what about the life of a black conservative woman a defenseless no. woman what about your life what about your family the double standard and i call them all i call up barack obama i had said once he and michelle you know they're not good for anything but i'm like if he were a true statesman he would come out and say wait President Trump loves this country. We might not agree with him politically, but do not doubt that he loves this country. And all the vitriol that's taking place now against conservatives and his supporters must stop. Now that's what a real Barack Obama black president would say, but he won't say it. You know why? Because there's big money, political gain, and power by allowing this division, this ugliness, to continue the way it is. What if you had lost your life? What if your children had lost their life? Like you said, they're traumatized. And my daughter was injured. And my husband. And you were injured. Why? Yeah, I was. Why? I know. And it, it hurt me more after I was... Like, oh my gosh, this, I'm 500 miles away from home and I'm still being attacked. There's a, clearly, I get it. You guys don't like me. You guys don't want my voice out there. You really want to take me down. To put a target on my back, like that, of course, I had my Rayla for Congress signs. Mm -hmm. They, It was just every single thing that I did this summer, I had people following me following me to my rallies. The reason why I got a bullhorn is because of a I I went into the city. I did a, two rallies in Dorchester and um, in Ashmont. 
right there. It was like right in there. We got yelled at. We got people looking at us, but we actually had a lot of beeps and people coming up to us. But I got assaulted so bad in Dorchester. I had two men that were provocateurs, antagonistic. They hated me. Why? I don't know. Never met them because I'm a Republican running against Ayanna Presley. Bullhorns right in my ears. That was why I went and got my own bullhorn. And it was, they were following me and I had my amazing Vietnamese supporters there and they were blocking them out and they were really defending me and protecting me. And eventually we had the, the Boston police there and the state police there. And because of what they were saying and of the attacks that they were, they actually removed them. But it was so, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this what I'm going to have to deal with the whole time? Right. Turns out, yeah, I'm going to have to deal with this the whole time. But you're not going to scare me and I'm not going to back down and my voice is going to get out there and I'm going to listen to what the people want. And I will engage. I will talk. I will ask you, why are you attacking me? And when you get those people that actually do talk and you get their ear and you can have that dialogue, it's an amazing experience. And I was able to get out there and do that. I was right. able, even with all of that, I was able to reach people. And that's why we're growing so strong after Facebook shut me down because, you know, can't do that. Mm -hmm. Can't be popular. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So I account that I've had for over 20 years, my personal page, they shut it down saying, we can't verify that you're over 13. Um, Rayla, after you and your family were attacked, did anyone from um, the police department um, contact you or um, did anyone from the media contact you to find out more about the story and um, cover it? No, actually, they went on and talked about it without even reaching out. And mm -hmm. there's no way that they didn't know who I was because so many people had sent the video of Monica Cannon Grant, who worked for Ayanna Presley, who went on a 40 minute, over an hour actually, but 40 minutes of it was a bigoted tirade against me and my family and my husband. And for me being married to a white man, and that's where I came, that's where I got the term now I'm melanin adjacent and the whole coonery came out and mm. yeah, that I should be murdered because of the fact that I'm married to a white man. I'm outside of my race. Martin, yeah. Malcolm X would be murdering people. Harriet Tubman would have shot me in the head. There, The language on there was egregious. And a my supporters had sent it to every single news outlet. And it got out there. And I had talked to some of the reporters early on. But it was like, why aren't you pushing this? Why aren't you getting that out there? So they knew me. They knew my name because I started getting steam and everybody kept pushing all of that, all of those words, like, here's the hypocrisy. Wait a minute. It's okay for people to say that. And then I had white, young, white college students calling me a nigger. They're the worst. They're the worst. They're completely uninformed. They've been brainwashed, indoctrinated, and they think that they're standing up for, for what? Wants in New York City, there was... A, uh, a black alley movement. They were camped out at City Hall. And I went up to this one girl and I said, you know, what are you doing here? Uh, and she's like, well, I'm here because I want to support Black Lives Matter. I said, support it how? Well, because, you know, uh, black people have been mistreated. I said, how? Give me specifics. And she looked, she's like, well, uh, I, I can't, but this other guy can't. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, where do you live? Well, she lives in the suburbs of New York. 
So she's away from all this, but she wants to come in the city and cause complete chaos, thinking that she knows the cause and thinking that she's supporting. I'm like, I don't need you to support me. I know that my Black Lives Matter. I don't need you to try to step up and say, oh, I need to tell you, I need to let people know because you don't know. No, I already know. It is people like you and Van Jones, the liberal that he is, ultra, ultra liberal that he is, he even said once, it is the people that support Hillary Clinton, the white liberals that support Hillary Clinton are the ones that we have to be afraid of and careful of. It is not the Trump supporter, because as you said, Rayla, we're the ones with the guns. We have guns. They want to take away our guns, but are we using our guns against them? Absolutely not. It is they, they're the ones who are finding guns and using those guns against us. They're the ones that are finding weapons of mass destruction and burning down courthouses, burning down fire departments, burning down police stations, camping out and taking over small sections of the city. Look at Minneapolis, the George Floyd Plaza, riddled with crime, riddled with violence. You go around any city, any state, and you look at Martin Luther King streets or boulevard, riddled with crime and violence. And this is with the king's memory. Shame on you, people left. Shame, shame. Now we're coming up on three minutes before we close out. I gotta say that I really, I'm really glad, Rayla, that you came on the show tonight. But we need to hear your voices. And one of the things I want our listeners and viewers to let resonate with you is that if you are a conservative and if you support the platform of the conservatives, then you need to get out there and have those difficult conversations. You need to get out there just like your counterparts, the left, go to the black churches. This is where a lot of black people hang out. Go to the black churches. Yes, when you do walk through that door, they're going to look at you as if though you have three heads. But we need for them to know that, hey, we're all humans. We need to push this agenda. More black people are conservatives of lies. When it comes to our finance, physical conservatives, we are conservatives. Socially, maybe be a different story. But we need for you to go out there and talk to them, engage, have the conversations, have the conversations enough that you aren't feeling uncomfortable. But if you are uncomfortable, you should be uncomfortable because you're not doing your job. And I would say to Rona McDaniel, you need to get out there and you need to support candidates like Rayla Campbell. You need to support her. Stop worrying about how much money she can raise and you go in and stick and get into the coffers and say, hey, here's the money to help you with the odds. We need people to get out there. We need boots on the ground because that is the only way we are going to win this cultural warfare and this warfare that the left is pushing upon us. We have got to get out there. Andrew, you say. Absolutely right, Rob. I agree completely. And I just want to give a special thanks to Rayla for joining us. Everyone should go support her. Rayla Campbell for Congress, Massachusetts District 7. Um, support her financially or if you're in her district, um, I'm sure you could uh, message her and um, find out how you can volunteer on her campaign. Yes. And if you would like to, again, as we said before, support our efforts and keeping out a different voice to put us out there a voice from the right, because we know that the left is trying to shut down everyone that is conservative. They don't want that voice out there. If you're white, they're going to say that you're a racist. And if you're black, they're going to say that you're an Uncle Tom. 
They don't like you. They don't like us, unfortunately. We love them, but they don't like us. So if you would like to support us and our efforts to keep our voices out there to make a difference, I'm going to put up right now our GoFundMe page. Feel free to donate to that. Any little bit helps to help us stay on the platforms. We're also on Cash App. So again, if you would like to keep our voice out there, if you would like to support us, please go here and donate. And above all things, please support our fellow Republican candidates because they need your support. Would you like to add anything, Rayla? I want to thank you guys so much for having me on. This has been amazing. And I would love for both of you to come on my radio show, which I do at a WSMN 1590 in Nashua. Absolutely. And we can get you out there. Please share the link on my page for people to donate to you because it's all about us making sure that we support each other, get our voices out there, really start taking over because there's got to be another outlet, another resource for people to get their truth and facts and we're the right people to do it. So thank you guys Absolutely. so much. And I'm going to support you in any way that I can, making sure that I share everything that you guys have and having you on the shows so you can get out there. I mean, we'll have a huge New Hampshire and Massachusetts base. I got 14,000 followers plus growing and, you know, definitely want to make sure that we're supporting all of us because it is about our voices that are going to change the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening to us. Do support us. And we hope to see you again in time. God bless. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you.